0: Welcome to Eden After Eve, where we want you to walk in the fullness of life in this imperfect world. My name is Renee Hogan, I am a lover of Jesus, a wife to Ray, a mother to four, a teacher to Minnie, and a naturopath whose greatest desire is for you to be equipped and knowledgeable and confident that you can take care of your health. Today, what we're going to talk about is exactly that. What does it mean to walk in the fullness of life? Eden After Eve, that name comes from the story of a woman, Eve, who lived in a perfect world. There, she had no questions. She had no wants. Can you just even imagine a perfect world? Well, that's where Eve lived until she made a choice that was an imperfect choice. And then she no longer lived in a perfect world she lived in an imperfect world with the struggles and toils of work of disagreement of worry of concern all of the things that we deal with that is the reality and we live in an imperfect world but what is also true is that God wants us to have fullness of life he tells us in John 10:10 that Satan came to steal kill and destroy but that Jesus came so that we could have a life that is full and abundant. And so that is what we are talking about here at Even After Eve. One of the things as we are talking about that is what is life? Like what is our life, our body, uh, more than just a physical thing. We are mind, body, and spirit. All three are connected and completely interwoven and they cannot be undone. And so if one is unhealthy the others are unhealthy and if they're all healthy then we're healthy so how do you have fullness of life but live in an imperfect world you cannot expect to be perfect or have perfectionism i had a great conversation with my daughter emma that i'm going to share with you about perfectionism she's going to talk about some of the benefits of perfectionism as well as the pitfalls and, and the dangers of, of it. And gives us some tips as to how we can work our way out of perfectionism into the fullness of life. This is
1: Emma. I am Renee's daughter, and I'm also really passionate about healthcare. Uh, I've learned a lot just on my own as well as through her. I currently am doing work as a behavior analyst I'm also certified as an Aroma Freedom Technique practitioner, and I am a wife as well. That's a little bit about me. You love doggies? Yes, I'm also a dog mom <laughs> That's
0: 2.5 <laughs> when right. I get to take care of dogs. I know that I've struggled with some perfectionism in my life. Have you also, like, let's just talk about that a little bit. What has perfectionism done to you? And how has it benefited you or taken away life from you?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Um, I guess I think some of the
1: benefits, if you could, if you could call it that, (laughs) (laughs) of perfectionism in my life have been uh, helping me to be very detail oriented. I think I'm a very detail-oriented person, and the history of perfectionism has helped me with that, to notice a lot of things, and appreciate even all the little things that make a bigger picture happen. Mm -hmm. But I really think that's probably it. (laughs) Um, I think you could, I could maybe argue that there's a strong work ethic behind perfectionism, but I think even that's like a slippery slope of something to argue because you can have great work ethic without being a perfectionist and that's gonna still serve you best ultimately. So I don't think that's a a great thing to say. Um, And I think on the other side of it, perfectionism has kind of definitely led to anxiety at times, a lot of overthinking, and that feeling of not enoughness. That has also sometimes made me pretty judgmental of others. Sometimes in general, but especially with the people that I'm closest to. Just having these really high standards for myself that I, and then I'm carrying that over to everybody else too. And if, for myself, if it's something that's already obtainable and like, I can never meet my own expectations no matter how much time I spend trying to meet them. And then I have the same thing for other people. It's just gonna, it has led to a lot of discontent in life. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I think this is something I have recognized has been part of my, has that I've wrestled with mm-hmm. for a, a little while now, like at least the past six or seven years. So I think I've come a long way with perfectionism, but it still creeps in in various aspects of my life sometimes, and I still have a lot of
0: reframing and unlearning. When we want to control our environment, when we want to control our abilities, when we want to be the best or, or whatever, you know, all of those things come out of alignment. And if we can just take a minute sometimes when we're feeling out of alignment to just evaluate our life then we can a lot of times bring that balance back and bring that alignment back and we can walk in that more in that fullness that we were created to have and so I just wanted to spend some time um, talking about one is how do we release control so that we can find that alignment and find that balance and then just some also some tips and tricks in different areas of life How do we uh, let go and find that alignment? As I ask that and talk about that, is there anything in particular that comes to mind for you? Yeah, letting go of control.
1: I feel like, I guess what the word for that is surrender, Mm -hmm. right? For me, something I try to do um, is I really spend the first week of the month in intentional prayer and routine that are specifically geared at surrendering and so i call the first week of the month i call it holy week i have a certain playlist that i listen to that's like all songs that are related to that concept just remind me of who god is and like what that are the things that are very much only about him or about surrendering but not much about like what he does for me
0: well i'm grateful to emma that she shared these thoughts about perfectionism with us The way out of perfectionism is surrender. We can't control every aspect of our life, and the more we try to control, the more out of balance we become. And our goal is to balance ourselves mind, body, and spirit. And every day we have the opportunity to find balance in that. And it sounds crazy sometimes to think that you can find balance in that, but you absolutely can. Um, One of the things that I have uh, discovered is the morning 20, 20, 20. Spending 20 minutes just in prayer meditation, spending eight minutes with God a day has been shown to increase the longevity and fullness of life. So imagine if you spend 20 minutes and just meditation and prayer. Meditation is just having an opportunity for your mind to be still. A prayer is communication with God. Putting on some music and just allowing your mind to be still in that place, using a meditation app can be helpful as well. When you do it, you will find that you're actually exercising the muscle of your brain but then also spending that time in prayer. And this is community and time spent communicating with God. In prayer time, I also want you to just take time to just listen, because a communication is two-way, and God wants to talk to you more than you ever wanna to talk to him. Spend some time listening, as well as talking to God in that time. So 20 minutes prayer meditation. 20 minutes in growing your mind. So that can be any kind of book. Here I've got a, I've got four different books here. A couple of them um, have scripture and are, and are growing my mind towards Jesus. And then for me, I love learning about health. So I have a couple of books here. One is on, on nutrition and health and the other one is on emotional health. So just spend 20 minutes a day growing your mind and then 20 minutes a day moving your body. That is mind, body, and spirit right there. In one hour, 20 minutes of each of those sections will change your life. And you're gonna find greater balance in the rest of your life and more productivity and more fullness of life if you just spend 20 minutes in each of those areas of life every day. Sometimes people think fullness of life just means like happiness. And happiness has a place in our life, but happiness is fleeting. Sometimes it is the mundane can just bring joy. Sometimes conflict actually brings health. So as you are feeling um, difficulties, take time to just pause. Don't feel like you have to have an answer right away. Uh, My husband and I like to call this the fives. We have five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five days, five months, five years. When does this problem actually need to be fixed? Take a minute to think about it. Sometimes it is right in this moment that we need to stop whatever's happening. But most of the time, if we actually take time to think about it, it's not in this moment. When you think about those fives, if it's a five-year problem, meaning that if this continues, my 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 husband is working all the time and he's never home with us if that was not fixed right now you're okay but if that's not fixed in five years your family is going to suffer i mean there's a chance your family won't even be together in five years i mean i'm not even talking about divorce i'm talking about kids ages right like if your kids are 13 to 18 years old, five years from now, they're gone from the house. Well, this is an important conversation to have, but make sure the timing of that conversation is in the right place, but have the conversation. And there are other things that, no, they really, like these things need to be, these things need to be addressed sooner rather than later, but just give yourself the moment to stop and contemplate. And I would even encourage you to ask God about how to handle that moment. And you're gonna find, again, that's mind, body, and spirit are all connected in that. Those fives, right? Like, if your body is not healthy, where do I need to address that? At what, in, in, in what level do I need to address that? Is this something that I need to take care of right now in this moment? Is this something that can, can wait a couple of days? Is this something that it, it, I have waited too long already and it's time to address this now, right? So give yourself time to think, and I would say that that is one of the biggest tips of finding that balance, is, is not having to have an answer immediately, because that it comes from a place of anxiety and stress, not from a place of wisdom. Does that make sense? So surrender. Surrender is the opposite of that perfection. Surrender is the place where you're going to find the fullness of life and the balance in that. Um, The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 5 through 6, that we are not to worry about anything. And I love uh, my friend Damon, when he was teaching on this, he said anything, nothing at all. You're not supposed to worry about anything. Imagine that, like you're not supposed to worry about where your food is going to come from or how you're going to pay your bills or how, you know, don't worry about anything. Does that mean that you don't think about it? No, you're going to think about it. But worry is another level. The Bible gives us answers and what we're supposed to do about it. We're supposed to go to God with all of our prayers and our petitions. All of our requests go to him. And then he gives us a promise that he is with us and he is going to see us through. And he gives us ideas of what to think on. And so I just really want to encourage you to go to Philippians 4, 5, and 6 and um, and recognize that there is a solution to our problems next week in particular we're going to be talking about the eight foundations of health these eight foundations are lifestyle options for your life that 95 percent of all health complaints are actually can be solved through the eight foundations of health so that's what we're going to be talking about next week on Eden after eve Um, you can go to our website and actually download a freebie on the eight foundations of health, get a little preview of what we're going to be talking about. I actually have a course up this month. That's our January course that is a deep dive into the foundations of health and helping you find those next steps. So I hope that you will join us next week on Ethan After Eve. In the meantime, we've got our blog posts over at the website, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, We've got a YouTube channel as well as the podcast, and I am excited to journey with you. Have a great week, and here's to your health.